What's going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Ethan Jewell over Zoom video. Ethan was born and raised just outside of Dallas, Texas, and he talks about how he got into music, started playing piano at a very early age, didn't end up writing songs until high school, but never showed them to anyone. After hearing a song from Hobo Johnson on his drive home, it really hit him in, in this way that he just wanted to, he had a lot going on, he just wanted to kind of get it out and started writing poetry. He then took those poems and put them to compositions that he had written on his piano. His dad ends up walking by his room one day and he's doing that and his dad's like, whoa, like, did you write that? And he said, yeah. And his dad's into audio mixing and, and doing audio engineering, so... He told him, like, we should record this song, and now his dad has worked with him on all the recordings. He talks to us about that, being vulnerable with some of the subjects that he's writing about in front of his dad. How one of his songs blew up on TikTok, and he didn't tell anyone about this. He was too nervous to even let people know at his high school that he was even releasing music, so he just put it out under a different name. And that song ends up blowing up on TikTok. People start seeing him on their For You page, and then it's like, oh my god, like that's you, you did this song, so... It's really, really a cool story, and he talks to us all about uh, the new music he has coming out. You can watch our interview with Ethan Jewell on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Ethan Jewell. Hey, what's up, Ethan? How are you, man? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fantastic. I appreciate you doing this. Awesome. Yeah, of course. My microphones sound okay. I'm kind of testing a new setup here. Yeah, I know. It sounds great. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. Cool. Well, I'm Adam, and this is about you, your journey in music, and we'll talk about the uh, new song "Why Am Not Why Am I Not Better," and of course the awesome. you know success of Bouquet and all that stuff. Right on, sounds great, Adam. I'm uh, I'm Ethan. <laughs> nice. Brad, to meet I did you, read. Dude. Yeah, nice to meet you as well. I did read you're from Dallas area. Is that correct? Dallas. Yeah, you got it. Talk to me about that a little bit. What part? Uh, I'm a little bit north of Dallas. Uh, in the like Plano area. It's, uh, <laughs> no way. I've my the only thing I know about Dallas is Plano because my uh, mom's side of the family basically moved there. Oh, like awesome. all of them kind of migrated there after they were older and everything. It's right funny. on. Yeah, great, great place to live. Uh, but yeah, born and raised. Literally, haven't left this area since the day I was born. So just it's it, you know good, good place, good place. It's a good sure. balance of city life, quiet life. You know, I I love it. I love it out right. here. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I remember going out there. I used to skateboard a lot and going out there in the summer and being like so bummed out because it was like 9 million degrees outside. Dude, you could skate I, for like 15 minutes and then it would be way too much. Skating has been my number one hobby for the last like two years. I literally, I thought I broke my hand like a week ago. Luckily, I just oh, really? bruised it really bad. But yeah, I've been skating so much and this area sucks for skating, especially in the there was summer. Like, like, yeah, it was brutal. And well, because your bad. schools are inside too. Like and I grew up in San Diego in California and the schools were outside. So like 
wow. going there and like all the stuff we used to you know skate in the school each on the fence and they had the best planners and everything <laughs> that's awesome and then going there being like oh there's like nothing here except for like <laughs> this big asphalt parking lot or like <laughs> yeah. you know and it's way hot and exactly uh, um there was a skate park though we went to when i was there and it was indoor and then half like there's a little bit that was kind of outdoor in like this garage. I don't even oh, it's crazy. probably not even there anymore. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have to try to find that. 25 years ago. Yeah, I mean, it was so long ago that I can't even remember. But um, yeah, we used to go to Plano, um, you know, every couple of years. Cool. Right on. So, so well, uh, you, you grew up there. How did you get into music? Oh, man. Uh, so it's funny. I, I never really planned on doing music. Uh, it was never really like... Uh, I, I, like okay so my entire life i've loved music right um mm-hmm. from i i've been playing piano since i was four years old wow um i mean it was just it was always such a like integral part of my life whether it was listening to music playing music all that but n- nothing in my head ever really clicked like yeah i was gonna do music because it seemed like such an impossible goal in a way you know it was mm-hmm. one of those things like that and acting where you tell people that you want to do it and you're kind of shot down it's like oh it's come on what are, right. what are the chances right sure sure and so it, it never really was on the forefront of my mind, but um, probably starting from when I was 13 or 14, I started writing original pieces on the piano just for fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it wasn't until I was probably 17, so a little over two years ago, um, that I started writing lyrics to go with these compositions. Mm-hmm. And there was one day I was, uh, I was playing one of these songs in my room, this room right here, actually. Um, and my dad walked by, uh, he walked by my room and, uh, he peeked his head and he, and he goes, Hey man, did you, did you write that? I was like, yeah, yeah I wrote that, you know, kind of no big deal. I didn't think anything of it. He was like, dude, you should record that. Like, I think you've got something here. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, okay. And so it, it was, a the song was, it's called sunset off of my first album. And it's one of the three songs that I've sung in. So he had no idea about the poetry part of it. So then I was like, well, I got a few other uh, songs. Mm-hmm. And so I played him Snow Globe. I played him Bouquet. And he was just like, yeah, you've, you've got to do this. So I kind of just took the ball. I ran with it. I didn't expect anything of it. And then literally just one thing led to the next. Um, a lot of people connected with it. A lot of people really found something uh, within the music. And before I knew it, it was a full-time career thing just out of nowhere. It was so crazy how, how quick life moved. That's so crazy. That was your dad in musical at all. I mean, if, just pick up piano at four. Yeah. Would so put you in that or push. He's, he's always been musical. He's never done it as a career. Mm-hmm. Uh, back when he was, you know, in his twenties, he used to like play with a band, but other than that, um, he does like audio post and stuff like that um, for podcasts, TV shows, that kind of thing. No, cool. Um, so he's actually my producer, which is really, really nice. Um, even though he's never, he's never done it on a professional level, he's done it as a hobby. And Uh so there was this beautiful level of connection between me and him. You know, we, we were always close, but this bond over music has brought us so much closer over the years because, you know, he was like, all right, let's, let's record. He was like, let me whip out my mic. 
that I used to record on when I was, you know, 20 something and we can, and you know, we can start some drafts and we can. And so we were able to kind of just sit down with a, you know, an, an old keyboard that he had and a microphone and start doing some drafts. And then, you know, once we realized, Oh shit, like we have something here, then, you know, we started adding to the setup, buying more things, you know, kind of creating this studio space for us. Um, so wow. at the end of the day, man, I just, I got lucky. That's more than anything. I mean, I just, I, I got super lucky and that, 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 that doesn't go over my head. I, every day I'm so thankful because everything just, it just lined up, you know, how, how it needed to. And, mm-hmm. um, it's been incredible. It really has been. That's so cool. So, so your dad, like he does like post audio production. He's like editing audio after that's been recorded and everything else. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. So, he's, so he's done a few spots for like commercials, podcasts, right. you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. So then you come in, he, he's like recording you. So now it's like, okay, now I can, you know, engineer a session with my son and then I go through and probably produce it or, or mm-hmm. edit it quite a bit there as well. That's cool. So yeah. What a thing to bond with your dad on so many years later. Yeah. It's been really awesome. I got to say it's, it wasn't always the most comfortable thing. Uh, there were a few songs that were super uncomfortable to record. And I just wanted to leave the moment I recorded them. <laughs> I was going to ask, yeah, being vulnerable in front of your dad. Right. And like, yeah, he, instead of just presenting the song or handing him like a recording of it, it's like, he's there. You're doing multiple takes. He's going to probably ask you about the lyrics and yeah. yeah. Okay. So talk to me about that a little bit. That, I mean, that created a whole, um, a whole new level of vulnerability and um, it, it became a bit of a challenge. Um, mm. I was once again, lucky to have a open and accepting dad, but at the same time um, I came across this challenge where we would go into record in the studio and I would find myself kind of questioning the songs and being like, do I really want to say these things? Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in front of my, my own father. Cause at the end of the day, I, I, I didn't want to worry him. That was my biggest concern. I didn't want to worry him. Um, yeah. So there was another layer added to it and, um, going into the second album where there were a couple of, uh, a couple of the, the song, the, 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 the lyrical elements were, were, were heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, there were songs such as dreams where I pretty much straight up just talked about a battle with suicidal thoughts and, you know, things such as self-harm, which I, I try to be very open about in my music. Cause those are real things that real people struggle with. Um, but there was a concern and you know, I didn't want my dad to be worried about me. So it, it eventually came down to, I had to sit down with him. All right. There's the moody lighting. I had to sit down oh, with him and I had to say, listen, um, uh, I, I understand that these lyrics may be concerning, but I need you to understand that, you know, this is having an impact and um, you know, these are real things I've struggled with. You know, I was like, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but this is more good than bad. You know, this helps me, this helps mm-hmm. other people. And so it's still uncomfortable, but we have this mutual understanding of, this is how it has to be in a way, you know, this is, this is for the better um, at the end of the day. And, you know, there, there have been a few songs that I've put off recording just because of how heavy they are. Um, But we, we, we have kind of broken through that barrier in a way. Um, And it all came down to just, 
you know, honest communication being like, listen, I, I, I get that you're probably going to be concerned about this, uh, but it's, it's part of the art and it's part of what I do. And we're just going to have to come to terms with that at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Would you say, uh, well, I've got a few questions here. So first yeah, question sure. is when you confide in your dad with those thoughts in, in the lyrics to, to these mm-hmm. songs, um, was he like, uh, we need to get you, you know, a psychiatrist. We should put you up there. Like, was that even like the, was that the first thing he thought or he just kind of listened to you? Right. And how did that like, yeah. How, uh, how did he react? Well, it's, it's, it's never been a, like, we have to do this for you. Um, okay. it's been really nice though. He's always kind of had a, it, it's more of a, uh, is there anything more that I can do is how he came to it. Okay. Uh, cause, cause I've been in and out of therapy for two and a half years now. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty much ever since I started doing music, I realized, wow, this is this is heavy shit. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I need I need to have a, another form of processing that isn't just music. Um, and so it, what it came down to, I mean, it's it's really been a blessing. He just every few months almost would kind of check in and be like, hey, like, is this doing enough? Are you good? Because, um, I mean, a lot of these songs, they they are concerning and I understand that, you know, I understand that the topics are real and uh, hearing somebody talk about them is not, it's not something to be taken lightly. Uh, and he, he's never taken it lightly. And so, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was always left up to me, of course, because, you know, pretty much the moment I turned 18 and became an adult was hands off. Um, but it was always a, a checking in and being like, it, it, are, are you getting the help that you needed? And the answer was always yes uh, from me. Okay. So he, yeah, that, that's nice to know. Like, it's good to hear like him coming to you and just, just checking in every once in a while. Like, hey, exactly. like you know, and, you and, that, and that, okay. that's, that's just what I needed. Anytime I was struggling with something, it was always nice to kind of be like, okay, like this guy's, you know, he's got my back. Mm-hmm. With, with that as well, like those songs that you talked about, not, you know, being able to to record yet or talk about in front of, mm-hmm. you know, if you were in a studio with a producer that wasn't your dad, would that be something that you'd be willing to share? Or is it something that you're like, I don't even want him to hear him yet. Like we need to get there. Uh, I, I think I would be, oh, I think, I think, I think I would share it. Um, really? Yeah. I think and I'll always live by this. So uh, when, when I was in high school, I did public speaking a lot. Uh, I was, I was in speech and debate. And oh, cool. uh, that's something that I totally plan to do in the future. I, I love public speaking. Um, but something that I observed is it is infinitely easier to talk to a room full of 200 strangers than it is to talk to a room of 10 close friends and family. Mm-hmm. It is 1 million times easier to t- talk to people that you don't know and that you won't see again. Um you don't worry about judgment. You don't worry about uh, what they think as much. You know, it's, it's just all uh, in every aspect. It is easier. Um, I think that concept kind of applies, um, you know, cause if, if, if I had a producer who was a stranger, they would be that they would be a stranger and I would be able to not see them at the end of the day. I would leave the session, wash my hands of it and then come back for the next one, uh, you know, restart. However, um, I, I, I would be missing a layer of creative intimacy that I don't think I could find in a stranger. Um, 
because I care about this music, which makes my dad care about this music. And so we have this awesome creative flow where, it, I mean, it doesn't matter what, what the song is at this point, you know, we've overcome the barriers with that, but um, he, he, he's got this drive because he sees that within me to make these songs as beautiful and as creative and as expressive as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I really don't think I could find that within a stranger. And so it's, it, it's all a balance really at the end of the day where it's like, although yes, it can be uncomfortable at times, Mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable for a good reason. You know, all the best things in life are often uncomfortable. Um, you know, some of the best things are on the other side of fear or failure or uncomfortableness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, there really is a balance to it. it's like, okay, although this is a little bit uncomfortable, I know that he is going to care and he's going to put his all into this because he sees how much I care. And so. Sure. You feel like maybe yeah. you wouldn't get the same reward with with if you pre- like yeah you'd be able to get the song out but mm-hmm. maybe it wouldn't be as good because there's not the connection exactly. there exactly yeah it makes and, a lot and, of sense in a, in a weird way i think um i th- i think that little bit of hesitation that i feel can almost make the recordings feel more real mm-hmm. um because in the same way i would be hesitant to talk about these feelings with a friend um, in, in, in the way that I'm hesitant to record them, it almost makes it more genuine in a weird way. If, <laughs> if you will. No, for sure. Yeah. You're definitely being even more vulnerable. It probably comes across in the recording. Like mm-hmm. not like you're not only being vulnerable to whoever, you know, the producer may be, or, or just in general, people hearing the lyrics to your songs, but like now you've got to, you know, say these things and, and, and present the song to your parents who's going to be listening to them directly and you know yeah it's it just adds it like you said a whole nother layer of Mm -hmm. like vulnerability between uh the recording process yeah definitely i find it interesting because you're the first person i've heard because i bring this up a lot um that said you know you'd much rather talk to a room full of 200 strangers than you know 10 people that are your peers which I always find it funny where I talk, I've, I've interviewed um, thousands of people. And what's interesting to me is a lot of people's story begins with the first time I ever played a show or played for people was like at my talent show or was mm-hmm. I played the high school, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking like that to me is like the most terrifying thing ever. Cause oh, not only are so you playing scary. to all your yeah. peers, but say, you know, you've got to return to school the next day or finish class for the rest of the day. And you could either be the target, you know, you could possibly be the target of everybody, right? If you screw up or you, you know, <laughs> right, yeah, that, they could just make your life miserable for the next X amount of years. And to mm-hmm. go into like a coffee shop or a place that, you know, you don't know anyone, then if you suck or screw up, it's like, well, see you guys later. I'm never going to see you again. Exactly. exactly. Which I always just find is so crazy that people will end up, you know, that's the first show. Like, yeah, we did the talent show. But I, I mean, I guess it comes with, where you can play or you know it all yeah it all where, wherever like, opportunity arises yeah, really. you're right exactly but it's just so interesting that uh i haven't heard anyone bring it up that way mm. um but so tell me you said just a, what a couple of years ago is when you started writing lyrics but they're more they're poems right it's like mm-hmm. music to to poems and was there a reason you decided to start writing poetry or writing these lyrics out like what mm-hmm. made you decide to go you know i should just try to write Right. Um, so it's funny. I, uh, I never liked poetry, uh, all through high school. Um, I took a few English classes, 
uh, we'd get to the poetry section. I'd be rolling my eyes. I'm like, oh, this is so boring. Oh my gosh. These 300 year old poems. I mean, I'm fighting to stay awake during these, um, which is ironic. <laughs> then let's see. My, it was my senior year, I believe, uh, 17. And um, I was driving home from school. I was listening to music and uh, a song by Hobo Johnson came on. Who, uh, oh, I love Hobo yeah, Johnson. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've heard of him. Awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, you know, he makes that rhythmic spoken word style uh, yeah. that really... I, I have yet to find somebody else who does it quite like him. Um, but I heard the song. It was called uh, Creve Core One. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, it's off of his first album. And it is this beautiful piece um, that combines literally just gentle piano with this super expressive emotional performance uh, where he's, you know, from my understanding, talking about a relationship with a girl who is struggling with personal things and, you know, she doesn't have time for this relationship and he just wants to be there for her, but she won't quite let him in. And it's this Mm -hmm. beautiful story. And I think that that is what interests me so much about it. I listened to it on repeat the whole way home. And every single time I, it felt like it was stabbing me in the chest every time. And I mean, I like was crying and it was just, it was so powerful for whatever reason in that moment. I don't know if it was because I could relate to it at the time or what, but something just, it, it was, it was the storytelling. It was the emotion. It was the delivery. Uh, it just sucked me in. And I mean, I was, I was just completely entranced by it. It was just an incredible work of music uh, t- to me. And so I got home and that night uh, I was really emotional. This was, uh, I was going through, through a breakup at the time. It was my first breakup. Um, and so I sat down, um, I was feeling really upset and I wrote snow globe, which uh, that was the first song that I ever properly wrote. Wow. Um, and you know, at the time I felt like I was trapped within what I was feeling and I couldn't get out and it felt hopeless, you know, as any angsty teen, teen would. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought of this concept where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, it's almost like I'm a little, I'm a little human trapped in a snow globe and I'm being tossed around and I don't have any control and there's snow and, you know, I'm, I'm just totally out of control. So then it went beyond the feelings of the breakup and it went into feelings of isolation and it went into feelings of not knowing where I'm going in life and feeling lost and confused. And I just sat down and for about 15 minutes, I just wrote and I just let it flow. And uh, I finished, I stepped back. It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. That's uh, that's really fucking cool. I've, I've created this story. I've created this, this emotion. Um, and suddenly poetry wasn't so boring anymore. Suddenly mm-hmm. it had, it had life. It was telling stories. It had emotions. And that opened up this whole, whole new world within the art that I had never quite seen before. Um, and it brought something that I often felt a lot of lyrical singer songwriter songs were missing. And that's mm-hmm. that extra layer of emotion and that extra layer of vulnerability. Um, I feel like so many songs almost distract from their real meaning, from the depth of the lyrics with pretty noises. Um, I feel like a lot of times when something is sung, unless it's done right, some of the meaning can be lost. 
Um, mm-hmm. so no, I, found, I, I, I can see what you're saying there. Yeah. Especially yeah, like, it's like a hook, like a great hook. And then you're like, whoa, like, I don't know. I, I've used saves today as an example before, but like mm-hmm. not, I love that band, but like their his lyrics are dark Right. And he's he's got a very poppy voice and he sings it in a way where you're like, oh, this is like a sing-along. And you're like, right. oh my God, he's talking about singing, you know, like, you know, at your funeral or whatever it is, or talking right. about, you know, cutting his skin. Like, it's just like, he gets like dark, but the way he's presenting it is in such mm-hmm. just like poppy, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like where right. it's not even hitting the way I'm sure he, it was when he was writing it out. Right. Obviously. And, and don't get me wrong there. That is a beautiful thing. And I think it's a whole, it's a whole different category of creative and it's a whole different genre of emotional music. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to put myself on a high horse here. I don't no, think I know I'm, you're not, but I'm yeah, just saying, yeah, I, I can see exactly where you're coming from with that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, I, I, I don't think I'm some Messiah creating beautiful emotional music, but what, what I found within myself was as I read through these poems or I listened to pieces by Hobo Johnson, just this, this emotional delivery that was, it was so raw. I mean, you couldn't get away from what, he, you know, he was saying, uh, Hobo Johnson, for example, where it was just piano and just vocals. I mean, it slapped you in the face with what it meant. And mm-hmm. I thought that was such a beautiful thing. And I was like, that, that's, that's what I want to do. And so when I got around to the actual process of recording, I, I kept that close to heart. And you can hear that you threw out my whole first album. Um, 90% of the songs are just piano and vocals. And that's how we right. recorded them. I mean, we wouldn't even record the piano and vocals separately. It would be oh, me at the live. piano, me at the piano with the, the mic in front of me. And some of them were first, second take. I would be mm-hmm. like, there it is. All right. There, there, wow. there we go. That communicated what I needed. Um, so yeah, I just, I just have fallen in love entirely with the, uh, the emotional harshness almost of the, mm-hmm. uh, the style of poetry. It's amazing. And with, with that, like, I mean, being vulnerable, like people resonate with that, obviously. So it all, did it start with the, the TikTok success? Like, was that when people were really like attracted to, Oh, mm-hmm. you know, what's this guy got going on? Is that what yeah. drew people in? Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't think there was any kind of audience. That, that was one of the main reasons I, I never recorded is because I was kind of like, I don't think anyone, would care too much yeah you know um it was tell me about that in a weird way i was i was kind of almost embarrassed about the music because it was so it it was different and it was vulnerable and at the time you know i'm a 17 year old kid and i'm i'm thinking about social norms you know all sorts of stupid bullshit like that but you know at the time it was were you still in high school then yeah 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 even when that song hit real hard like you mm -hmm. were still in high school mm mm-hmm wow i mean so, that's crazy okay it was it, it was it was more bit, questions about this yeah now. it was a bit it was a big deal at the time though i was i was uh i was i, I didn't want anyone to hear these songs mm-hmm. honestly i was i was it, it was because it was so vulnerable i was i was really scared um but i started posting on tiktok just for fun as most people do uh, and then i posted a clip of me singing somebody else's songs and it got you know like 10 times the amount of likes that a normal video would and um and were you doing this on your personal thing that your all your classmates and peers knew about uh nobody knew about it (laughs) at the time i I put it under i put it under jewel boy which you know is my last name with boy at the end of it well that's still your handle i think on instagram right yeah 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 Uh, 
but I didn't tell anyone because once again, I was just, I was kind of embarrassed and I was like, I should do this. Sure, yeah, that's what I was wondering whatever. if you were going to, if that was something. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, and then uh, one day I recorded Snow Globe and I had it, I, it sat in my drafts for a few days. I didn't post it because I was like, oh man, I don't know if I want to like put this out there. One, day, one, one night I was about to go to bed and I was like, fuck it. I'll just throw it up, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, woke up the next morning. I had like 80,000 likes. Uh, and the, oh the most, gosh. the most likes I'd ever gotten on a video before was like 2000 most. And so I was just like, oh, I mean, oh, 2000 shit. is a lot, but 80,000. Uh, I was crazy. like, Oh my God. Uh, I'm like, I'm being perceived. You know, there's people in the comments that are, are, they have things to say about my emotions. And I was, I was so overwhelmed. Um, I went to school the next day and I kind of felt like I was floating. It was all I could think about. Um, I was just like, this is crazy. So, uh, oh my of, gosh, how many couple so, of weeks go real by. quick. So that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you're probably not sharing this with anyone. Right. Or are you like, yo, uh, like I have 80,000. It's just nothing. Didn't say anything. Didn't you say got to keep it in. Okay. Uh, then yeah, a few weeks go by. Um, and I'm like, maybe, you know, I'll, I'll post another. Why not? And so I record bouquet and um, man, I did like 20 takes. Cause I just, you know, at you that wanted point, to get it right this time. Ex- like, exactly. Okay, exactly. At, at that point you realize you're being perceived and I'm like, wait, this might matter a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm so frustrated. I just can't get it right. You know, I can't get it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what I didn't know at the time is there is no right or wrong within creating things. But at the time I was really worried about getting it right. Sure. And so, man, I, I, I must have recorded that two dozen times at least. And after, you know, fucking two hours of trying to get the right take, I give up. Uh, and then last, it's another last minute decision. I'm like, whatever, I'll just post this last draft. I'll just throw it up there. Mm-hmm. Throw it up there. Go to sleep. Same thing. Next morning I wake up, except this time it's almost a million likes overnight. I mean, it. Oh, this, this, wow. this thing, I, I still have never had a video replicate that level of success. Not even close. I mean, it literally is no, it's insane how much that video took off. And I'm looking at 8,000, 10,000, 12,000 comments of people having something to say about this super close, intimate, uh, emotional thing that I've written. And that was one of the craziest feelings. I mean, I, I just... The, the the dopamine rush and oh dude i can't even mixed, imagine mixed with the terror mixed with i mean just all these different feelings i mean i was just so overwhelmed only person i told about was my parents that was the only person um so you're like oh my gosh this hit i mean this has a million likes like do you yeah. even like at that point you're like oh my gosh i've got to what move this on how do you capitalize on, I mean, that's a bad word to use, but I mean, like, how do you now go, okay, like I have this audience, people are liking what I'm doing. Right. Do you, are you responding to all these comments? Are you like, are your followers just going crazy? Cause now you have a million yeah. hits I on mean, the song. Shit. I, I probably jumped over 70,000 followers in, in, in a one day. night. I mean, it was just, <laughs> it was insane. Like I, I genuinely, okay. I, I've, I, I have, I've had friends who want to start making music that'll come to me and they'll ask for advice. And I will say, dude, I couldn't tell you. Um, I got lucky. That's, that's, that's all it is. You know, I, I, well, I'm going to ask you that at the end. I got so lucky. I hope, 
hopefully <laughs> you'll have something to say, but uh, yeah, dude, that's, that's insane. That's so crazy. Yeah. Um, wow. And then at this point you say, Hey, Hey, to your friends, like, you, sh- you know, there's my, my stuff. Like when do you, when do you, are you so, able to, or when do you feel comfortable like talking about this project you have? It's funny the, the the way it first started is I had a friend of mine send a screenshot of bouquet on his for you page. And he said, Hey man, is this, this is you, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Oh oh no. And I was like, yeah, that's me. And then another friend texted me the next day and then, you know, they all start talking and it just spreads and suddenly everyone knows and I'm, you know, going to hang out with friend groups and it's all they're talking about. And I'm like, oh my God. This Was is- that cool or weird? Or like, like being, you're probably, you know, obviously the talk of the the school at that point. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Like he has this viral song and, you know, I'm, I've never been one to, to love being the center of attention, to be honest. Okay. Um, I, I, I didn't love it. I, I did not love it, especially man. People got fake quick. Um, oh, I found okay. out, you know, people, people, are, yeah, can I get, can I get your phone number? We can talk, we can be friends. And then I'd find out that they're going and like bragging to other people that me and them are friends now. And it's oh. all this different thing. And, you know, when people post pictures with me, cause I, cause I have a personal Instagram too, right. This private. And I only let my friends on, uh-huh. uh, but you know, they would, it was little things like they would tag the big Instagram instead of the small one out of nowhere. <laughs> And, you know, and I'm like, okay, I see, you know, I see how it is. Right. They're it. like, so, do a story with me. So my, 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 my circle, my circle very quickly went from this and me being super extroverted and having a million friends to five friends that I trusted. And, you know, right. that, that, and that was it. It was just, you know, my close group. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. I was thinking that like, cause it's so, it's crazy for me to even think about like how it is growing up with social media in school and like however you know it's it's beyond me because that wasn't something i grew up with at all when i was in high school but i would just just showing up at school if somebody went like viral like because that's what everybody wants right which is weird because when i was growing up it was like if a band sold out you weren't allowed to like them anymore now it's like people (laughs) want to have that hit but uh i can imagine kids being like wanting you to you know share something of theirs or Mm. tag them in something just so they can build off of what you yeah. have already created yeah uh you know you, you can't blame them but uh at the sure. time kind of i mean it, but it's just wild yeah it definitely it sucked a little bit i mean it's what what a, what a first world problem to be like oh my god suddenly <laughs> you know god i have all these people following me and loving my music like what a drag <laughs> oh, yeah but it was it definitely it, it made me realize that uh you know things are a lot simpler if you just have a few friends that don't care you know the, the 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 people who stuck around are the ones who didn't change they kept making fun of me they kept you know right they qu- quite frankly didn't care and mm-hmm. that's exactly what what or we're happy for you I wanted. but not to the sense of right. like but now i will expect uh, can you help me type thing exactly that's exactly just, what it was oh yeah. i'm so happy that you did that like that's so cool yeah, I'm so happy they did that. that, and then we're not going to really talk about it again. I'm like, right, oh, right, right, right. <laughs> That's wild, man. Um, well, so then, how do you bring these people over to your Spotify? Because you probably didn't have a Spotify account mm. if you just put it up. Like you're like, okay, I'm going to see right. what happens if I throw this on TikTok. Yeah, let's see. The the bouquet went viral in, I want to say, really early November or really late October of 2019. And then I released my first album in mid-December 
of 2019. Um, so really it came down to, man, I, 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 once again, I, I I didn't know what I was doing at all. Um, I had very little, I mean, I'd literally gotten social media for the first time, like a couple years before I'd never really like used it that much. Like I wasn't like seriously on social media all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I had no idea. I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to keep fans. I knew nothing at all. Um, so it was just little things where I would make a video and be like, Hey guys, I'm working on this album. Uh, stick around, please. Type thing. Oh, okay. Um, so you just go on there and kind of just say, Hey, like, yeah, I'm working on stuff. Yeah. Or I'd make a video you know, check and, it out. Uh, of another poem and I put in the caption, okay, this is going to be on the album type thing. Uh, okay. And then it was just a matter. We pushed out the album as quick as we could. I mean, that first one, we literally made it in less than a month. Like the, the time between when we started the album, and when we released it was less than a month. Um, wow. I mean, the recording process itself, we probably did everything in about a week's worth of time. Most. Um, I guess you'd want to, because if you, people's interest goes like that. Right. And then mm-hmm. they're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That was like cool. Like a month ago. Like I, I don't care anymore. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, I, I was working at a uh, at a at a burger place at the time. Uh, it's a really shitty job. Horrible managers. Coworkers <laughs> kind of sucked. I mean, it was it was awful. Okay. Um, and I was talking with one of the the nice coworkers in the back. I remember, and I was talking about, oh yeah, you know, I'm releasing an album next week, blah blah blah. And they were like, oh awesome. They're like, you're gonna you're gonna like blow up. I was like, no. I was like, I was like, some people on TikTok liked it, but I was like, like real- more than I already have. No, I, was, <laughs> I was like, I was like, realistically, I was like, you know, it's been a month. The hype has died down. My videos are doing worse again. You know, I'm back down to maybe a thousand likes video. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was like, eh, you know, I'm going to be one of those artists where it says length less than a thousand monthly listeners uh, underneath their name and each of their songs have maybe a couple thousand streams. And I was like, that, that, that's what I'm going to be. But I'm like, that's, that's enough for me. I just, I want some people to hear me. You know, I was mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, I just want to get this off of my chest. I want to process these things that I'm talking about. I want to get it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had no expectations of transferring between platforms such as that. Uh, mm-hmm. Then I released it and essentially naturally uh, got a million streams on the album on Spotify in, that's the, first, crazy. in, in the first month. Um, and so, I mean, once again, it was just people wanted to hear it and people needed to hear it. And one thing led to another and they listened, um, which That's is so just, cool. I know I still, I still can't, I I'm still in disbelief. I mean, it still feels like the first day that everything happened and I'm just kind of like, what? Like I still to this yeah. day, I, I still feel that it's unreal. So once that happens and now you've proven not only the song worked on TikTok, but now it's working on Spotify. At this point, our rate, our record labels and management and people like that kind of coming out of the woodworks being like, Oh, Hey, what's this guy got going on? Not really. No. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I, I, I'd always heard that and I was expecting it. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get that. Um, I still couldn't tell you why I'm no music industry guru. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know much about the management or label. I mean, I've had a few labels approach with, Eh, deals that I just wasn't a fan of. Uh, I've had a couple of managers approach where I just kind of shrug it off. Cause I'm like, I can do most of this stuff myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of, 
labels might hear my stuff and kind of just be like, this is weird. You know, we, we can't mainstream this, you know, let's, let's move on. Um, I see. And honestly, yeah. I, I don't know, unless a label deal was really good. Uh, I, I wouldn't take it. Uh, independent I mean, is totally it's the way work, to go. Yeah, I was going to say, you're working, you're doing just fine. On your- <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just, yeah, that's so cool, though. Wow. All right. Well, then talk to me about this new song that you just put out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Why Am I Not Better? It, uh, it touches on a concept that I feel anyone who's struggled with mental illness at any point can heavily relate to. Um, mm-hmm. It essentially is, I mean, it's very straightforward listening to the title. It is asking the question, why am I not better yet? Um, And I wrote it in a very dark place a few months ago um, where I was looking back on my mental health journey uh, over the last two years as I've discovered things about myself and realized, oh man, like I'm not, I'm not okay type thing. Um, I, I was looking back at it all in a kind of dark moment and I was thinking to myself, dude, why why am I not okay yet? Why is my mental health not better? I've been going to therapy for two years. I mean, I've been making music to process this stuff. I've been doing everything I can. I've been, you know, taking cold showers, getting plenty of sleep, meditating, going on walks, doing everything I can to try to improve my mental health and nothing is working. I'm still in the same spot that I was two years ago. So frustrated. And throughout this whole evening, just the 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 question why am i not better just kept ringing around my head until finally i was like well i'll 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 do what i know how to do so i sat down and i typed out my phone i typed out why am i not better i just kind of sat there and i looked at it for a little bit and then it just started to flow as it does that's that's how i write um whenever i'm i whenever i'm intensely feeling um i don't think i've ever taken more than 20 minutes to write a song Wow. Um, it's all in the moment. If I'm feeling something, I just get this overwhelming urge to just sit down and just write. And I, I, I can't explain it. It just is how I process. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, everything's from the heart that I write. And so I sat down and I mean, it just came and I'm like, God, it's been so many years. And then it just, just kept going. Um, and so, yeah, I really, I tried in the production stage to really, capture the haunting feeling of uh, realizing that things aren't improving. Um, it's a very hopeless feeling. It sucks. <laughs> and so I, I really tried to make the song encapsulate that and really tried to make it um, communicate that fact. And I, th- I think, uh, I think it does it pretty well. I think it's a stab in the heart. I think it's mm-hmm. uh, it's a, it's a harsh awakening. Um yeah, it's 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 a powerful piece. For sure. Uh, yeah. And was this something else that you had written or recorded? I should say with your dad at your house. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, literally right behind that wall is where That's the so cool. setup is. Um, and yeah, he he was actually the one that um, thought of the idea of adding in the vocal effect um, in the oh, song. Oh, really? Okay. At the and I'm forgetting how to sleep. And I'm, you know, there's this kind of mm-hmm. warped, darkened thing. And uh, the concept is essentially almost this. Um, it's almost like a Jekyll Hyde thing, right? Where right. during during the dark, the really dark lines, where I'm talking about um, r- really dark things, you know, uh, like uh, eating disorders or self harm or anything like that. 
Mm -hmm. it's almost like this other side of me comes out and that's kind of the part that I'm questioning. And I'm wondering why am I not better from this? And so it kind of creates that cool dynamic, uh, that back and forth. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's such a cool song. All your songs are rad. It's just such a different way. Mm -hmm. Like, I just can't like put, like you said, there's, it's just, it's presented in such a cool way that I haven't heard any or really many artists do. It's yeah. I, I love it. Um, and I, I mean, so from now, like you said that you're just doing this full, are you able to do this full time now with the success of the songs? I am. I am. I'm super, super lucky to be able to do that. I mean, I just, I, I, I really can't uh, express to you at the end of the day, like, oh, man, it's just, it's, it's so incredible. One of, one of the questions I get sometimes is, uh, people are like, what what did it, what, what does it feel like? You know, what, what did it feel like to, uh, to, to go viral? And what does it feel like to be able to make songs like this? And I'm like, dude, I, I just can't describe it. It is, it, it's incredible. I, I'm, I'm so lucky that everything just fell into place. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I count my blessings every day um, th- that, that I am able to do this full time. I mean, the, the fact that, I, you know, I get, I get to, process and express my emotions as a job and help other people do the same is just it's such a gift that has been given to me Uh, that's that's the the, uh, you know i'm not going to sit here and go yeah i i earned this you know i deserve this i i i put in you know i i i put in the work i got the reward um it was just something where you know people related to it. And that is the only reason that I'm, you know, here able to talk to you that I'm able to make music is because people connected with me and they listened and they felt understood. And, um, it's just, it's a beautiful thing that I'm, that I'm able to do this, man. Yeah, definitely. Well, being a senior in high school and this all happened, like what was the plan is say you wouldn't have ever got the courage to put that song up on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And this didn't happen the way it did. What were you, what was the plan or were you even thinking of pursuing music? Ah, dude, I couldn't tell you. I was not thinking of pursuing music. I wasn't at all. Uh, just cause it was both something I was embarrassed of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, you know, something that I didn't think with what I was writing, people would ever want to hear. Um, I didn't have a plan. I mean, I had, I, I was in such a low place. I didn't even realize how low I was at the time. Um, I thought I was doing just fine, but once I started allowing myself to feel and process, I I mean, I realized I was in a horrible mental state. Sure. Uh, I mean, I had very little vision for my future. I knew I wanted to, uh, I wanted to do motivational speaking. That's the only thing that I had going for me. Mm -hmm. And I knew I wanted to do something around emotions because that was still something I was passionate about. I didn't realize how passionate I was about it, but I was like, yeah, I want to do like mental health awareness. Uh, well, you're kind of doing, I mean, you're obviously doing that now. So right. Exactly. It worked it, out it, it in it worked just a out, totally yeah. different way. That's, that's but I mean, at the time it was just, I was just going day to day, working at the burger shop, going to school, mm-hmm. just trying to get by really. Right, I, I, I right. wasn't thinking too long-term. I was kind of just surviving honestly at the time. Yeah, for sure. Well, congratulations, man. Uh, I love you. what you're doing and that's uh, such a cool story. Um, I have one more quick question. I know you said you don't know how to give advice, but I would love to hear if, what piece you could, you know, hand to somebody, uh, an aspiring artist, what advice you'd give to them? Right on. Um, okay. Two, two pieces of advice. 
the first one is going to seem really simple. The first one is to just start, just, just start whatever it is. If there's a project, if you're an artist who hasn't even began to record yet, uh, if you just have a vision, don't fall into the trap of once I get this, I'll be able to do this. Don't that's a trap and it will leave you stuck for years at a time. Just start. That's all it is. Uh, 90% of success comes from starting. That's the starting and sticking with it. Um, There are a million times I could have quit. There were a million reasons for me to not even start, but I kind of just threw caution to the wind and decided this is something that I want to do. This is something I'm passionate about. Fuck it. I'm just going to do it. That at the end of the day is the number one thing for any creative. Um, No, there is not going to be a special moment. There is not going to be a change in the direction of the wind. You just got to do it. Um, And the second thing, if you are passionate about something, uh, don't let anyone take it away from you. Don't let anyone stop you. Um, I have had my very fair share of hate, uh, many, many, many comments and DMs of people telling me that I didn't make real music, that, uh, you know, since I wasn't singing, oh, I sounded horrible. This is, uh, you're just trying to appeal to the female gender by being in tune with your emotions. I mean, any, anything you can think of, I've had thrown at me. Uh, I've had, I've had real life friends talk behind my back about how they think it's embarrassing, how they think, um, my music sucks, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, all of those I could have taken to heart and I could have thrown the music in the garbage and moved on to something that other people approved of more. Um, but if I did that, um, I wouldn't have had, I mean, countless incredible opportunities. I wouldn't have met incredible people. Um, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be where I am today. That's for sure. And so, if there's something you're passionate about, something you love, dude, don't listen to anybody. That's, I mean, that, that is the, 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 the other biggest thing. Don't listen to anybody. Um, don't, don't, don't try not to take advice. You know, don't, don't, don't take my advice. Do your own thing. <laughs> Genuinely. Just like, like, don't listen to anybody. Just do, do your thing. Start, go run with it. That's, that's all you can do.